Hey guys, uh, kicking off this uh, little regular devotional, if you will, a few minutes in God's Word, where um, just walking through reading the Bible and just as, as the Lord lays things on my heart, as I highlight things, as I make notes, just sharing those with people, uh, maybe as a reminder, as a word of encouragement, uh, maybe something to challenge us with. And uh, right now I'm, I'm going through Joshua. I have to confess that uh, the historical books and the Gospels uh, are two of the sections of the Bible that I really enjoy reading the most, drilling down into. Um, they're people, we're people. Um, we all struggle with similar things in life. We all have things that we go through. They may manifest themselves in different ways as as far as like times throughout history or places that we live around the world. But, you know, man, we all have struggles. They may not be the same struggle, but we all have struggles. And the Lord um, is the same God, right? The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So it's the same God uh, working with people, similar situations and struggles. And so the Lord kind of laid something on my heart the other day when I was reading through Joshua chapter 6. Um, and it's kind of like... W- a reminder of uh, why the Bible teaches us about racism. Uh, as Christ followers, there really is no place for racism in our lives. And and when I talk to people about that, they say, well, you know, what are some biblical passages that you can point to? And, you know, I always go to this one. Um, this is kind of one of the first ones that you can really think of. In Joshua chapter 6, basically, if you don't know what's happened, is the people have been uh, held captive in Egypt for 400 years. Moses, probably one of the most popular stories in Scripture that even, even non-believers knows about, and so uh, through the 10 plagues, and Moses brings them out of Egypt. They cross the Red Sea. Now the baton of leadership has been passed to Joshua. Moses has died. Joshua's now the leader. They've now crossed the Jordan River uh, in order to take what we call the promised land, right? The land that was promised to them. And so the first city that they come to is Jericho. And Joshua, when they were on the other side of the Jordan River, sent spies to spy out the land, and they went to Jericho, and people in Jericho had found out about them. And there was a lady there, uh, the Bible records for us, whose name was Rahab. And Rahab lived in an apartment that was nestled inside the wall of Jericho. It was a very fortified city. And she hid those spies and um, because she had a fear of the Lord. And so they basically made a promise to her that when we come and take your city, we'll make sure that we save you and anyone in your family that is in your house. And so we see that the Israelites come, and for the whole week, uh, they march once around um, the walls of Jericho. Then the last day, they march six times. They blow their trumpets. The walls come down. They go in. They take the city. They lay siege to it. And here's what it says in Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. It says, But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute. Now, now remember, she's a Gentile. She's she's not one of the Jews. Uh, She lived there in Jericho. Now, Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. That's Joshua 6.25. And so, you know, for me, I was like, you know, that's kind of one of the first times we see uh, Gentiles, basically people who aren't Jews, being grafted into um, this chosen people. The Bible refers to the Israelites as a chosen people. Now, not necessarily chosen as far as exclusion, right? A lot of people want to see chosen as exclusion, and it's not necessarily that case. It's, it's kind of like this. The, the people of Israel were chosen as, as the race, as the people group, to receive the Word of God, the, what we know as the Old Testament law, but to distribute that to others, like the promise, the, the covenant that God said to Abraham, right? I'm, I'll make you 
a blessing so that you can be a blessing. They weren't intended to be cul-de-sacs. They were intended to be conduits, right? They, it, didn't, it didn't stop with them, but it was supposed to flow through them. And so they were chosen in that way, but they were also the chosen race uh, that, that the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would be born into later in time. So yeah, when Jesus was here on earth, ethnically he was a Jew. And so they were a chosen people in that in that um, dynamic, but they, they kind of migrated or that, that um, kind of transformed into them thinking as chosen also meant exclusion, but it didn't. It's kind of like I have three kids and, and let's say I had something for all three of them and I call over my oldest son, Micah, and I say, Hey Micah, take these and give these to your siblings. Okay. I chose him to be the deliverer of those gifts, but I didn't exclude my other children from receiving those gifts. And so we see that in here. And so this is kind of the first time where we see somebody who wasn't an Israelite being welcomed in, being grafted in, uh, into the the, the nation into the Israel, and also it, I, you know, if you in Joshua, that means we've also read through uh, God giving the people the Old Testament law, and that's in like Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, and in those laws, what you see is that in those functional laws, that there's always things in there about the alien and the sojourner. So even before Rahab and her family were grafted in and, and welcomed in and made a part of these people. God had a plan all along that people other than the Israelites would be a part of his people group. That's what we see in Revelation, right? Uh, Every nation, every tribe, every tongue will worship the Lord Jesus around the throne. So that's why racism doesn't have a place in the life of a believer as a follower of Jesus Christ, because God's plan is not to exclude any race any ethnicity, any nation, or any tongue. And and so many of us understand that when we read God's word, but especially for us, so like I'm located in, in the south of the United States of America, and you know, a place where racism was probably at its peak, at least for our country. But when I've traveled abroad and I've been to other places, um, I've been to South Africa recently following the apartheid. Um, there's clear racism there. Uh, you go to other places around the world where there's different tribes and different tongues within that, that geographical or I mean or that a political nation and so racism is there and sometimes it's just kind of ingrained in us because um, we we're prideful people by nature I mean it's it's the original sin and so we see ourselves as better than other people and you know sometimes it'll hide itself sometimes it's not very clear it's not very uh, apparent and wide open as it is maybe here where, where I live and other places I've been you know sometimes we we hide racism under the banner of what we think about uh, a certain people group or maybe a certain demographic um, sometimes here too in the in the United States of America I've seen it often where um, if you're not careful your racism Uh, can be masked under the banner of um, being a patriot right? Your, your patriotism uh, can can really be more racism wrapped in the American flag if you're not careful. And so I just would encourage anybody who's a follower of Jesus Christ to, to look at your life, right? God's plan is that all of us who, who follow the Lord Jesus Christ would do that in a community of other believers. And if you look at your scope of friends and you say, man, everybody that I'm connected with as far as deep fellowship, deep discipleship, deep community, they all look like me. 
we're all the same walk of life, the same stage of life, then maybe what you need to do is look at this because God's plan is for us to be grafted together and to be connected to people that aren't like us. And so start looking for and start cultivating uh, a lot of those relationships with people that aren't like you. Because when you get to heaven, one of the things you might be surprised to see is when you look around the room, it's not a multitude of you. (laughs) It's going to be every tribe, every nation, every tongue. So yeah, racism has no place uh, in the life of a follower of Jesus. And we kind of see that coming to fruition right there in Joshua chapter six uh, with Rahab. So, hey, listen, thank you for taking the time to think through that and to listen to that. Uh, I hope that, uh, you know, you've been encouraged by that, maybe challenged by that. And so until the next one drops, let's all open up our Bibles and let's see what God has to say to us.